You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I am interviewing Miss Vanessa Shaw. She is a business and success coach, and she has a knack of filling up her coaching business through live events. And she was so kind to allow me to interview her on the podcast today and ask her exactly how she gets people to her live events. And once they're at the live event, how to turn those people into clients. I think you guys are going to dig this episode if you have any interest at all in live events. Before we go there, of course, I have to talk about the click technique. Make sure you check it out at theclicktechnique.com. It is a free course that you can sign up for that will basically walk you through how to build a strong online marketing foundation so you can continue on to do all these amazing launches and get lots of clients from online marketing. And it's basically a five-day crash course in what you need to do to build this foundation. Part of that is a free Facebook group where you're going to be able to ask questions about online marketing to me and my team of 10 people. And you're going to be able to receive support from the amazing members out there in the group. So make sure you join us today. Again, you can check that out at theclicktechnique.com. Part of the things that we talk about in the Click Technique, or one thing that we've been talking about lately, is a blog post that I wrote called The Spotlight Effect. And this is a psychology, modern day psychology principle that essentially says people don't really notice you as much as you think that they do. So this can be, I'm sure you guys have experienced it before. For example, you're running late for class and you end up slipping up the stairs and you just think everyone in the whole school is completely laughing at you or at work. But in all reality, they have pretty quickly forgotten that you fell up the stairs, even though you're like cowering in the corner all day. Why is that? Because we always view everything from our own perspective. And so we put a lot of importance on it. So another, another way of viewing this or another manifestation of this is social media. So you, you prep for say a Facebook live and you put your whole heart and soul into it. And you're, you're just going to be really amazing. And so you, you go and you do this Facebook live and you think that your emotions are out there and people are going to realize how hard you really worked on it. But guess what? They probably aren't, but you think they are because you ended up putting days and days into this and your whole heart and emotion and you're viewing your Facebook live from your viewpoint, because that's really all you have. But guess what? These are the people, they don't know all of that. And it's really hard to remember sometimes when you're on social media is that people see everything from their own perspectives and not yours. So this is good and bad. First of all, it's good because you can feel free to kind of like go out on social media and try different things and not worry that people are talking about you or thinking about you later. And if you're shy, this is really awesome to recognize the spotlight effect. Now, if you're not shy and you want people to recognize you and you don't care if people are staring at you or your mistakes, this is bad news for you because people aren't remembering. They're not seeing you as much as you think they are. So you constantly have to be out there in front of people in order to make this whole online marketing thing work. 
So the answer to the spotlight effect is simply this, that you know that it exists and you realize that people aren't really noticing you as much as you think they are. And you can use that to your advantage either way, if you're shy or not. So those are kind of some of the topics that I talk about out there in my Facebook group. So make sure again that you join us at theclicktechnique.com. And finally, this episode is sponsored by TrafficAndLeads.com, my online marketing agency. We have been online marketing for 12 years. So if you need help with Facebook ads or SEO or pay-per-click or content marketing or tying all of those wonderful things together with a big, fat email marketing bow, make sure you reach out to us today at TrafficAndLeads.com. Now let's hop into this awesome interview with Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa, welcome to the show. So excited to have you on today. Yeah, me too. Really excited about what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So first and foremost, why don't you tell us what your specialty is, Vanessa? What do you do? So great question. So I'm a business coach and we work with uh, business owners that are wanting to scale up to multiple six and seven figures for their business. They're typically experts in what they do, but not experts at growing a profitable and scalable business. And I'm the creator of the boutique business model. So we're really helping them to create a more, let's say more high end type business with a fewer clients, but doing deeper work and longer term clients engagements as well. That's cool. So does it, it seems like is one of your requirements for someone to like be a perfect fit for you is that they are an expert in what they do, that they're not a jack of many trades. Well, to be quite honest, sometimes it's not a requirement to work with us. They actually start to discover that they are more of an expert that they previously thought coming into working with us. And and sometimes it really is honing in on that one area, like their zone of genius, as opposed to, as you said, being jack of all trades, which can be really, really tricky from a marketing perspective. Yeah, that's really true. Okay, cool. So in pre-interview, you mentioned that you would share with us a couple of strategies you guys get, uh, you guys execute in order to get more clients. So what is your number one strategy that you use to get more clients? So our number one strategy is live events. Uh, we, we host multiple events throughout the year. Now, of course, live events can actually mean kind of online webinars as well as live events, you know, in a room. But I'm going to talk about the live events in a room here. Okay. Uh, we've just discovered that the engagement, once people attend an event, there's nothing that really can take the place of being in a room with somebody, being able to look them in the eyes, really spending a lot of time with them, building that relationship. And of course teaching them about our expertise and our boutique business model as a as a model to be able to grow their business. And we've been using live events now for the past um, almost five years. In fact, we're, we're coming up five years in November. And we've been mixing that up with, a, you know, bigger live events. We have an annual live event that we do for sort of 200 business owners. But we've also been going a little bit more boutique, intimate style uh, for the last year, 18 months, where we'll do events with anything from, say, 12 to uh, about 30, 35 attendees. Wow. So why did you decide to do these smaller events? Are they more effective? We're, and I'm going to be really transparent here. We're still in the process of really measuring. And we, you know, we, we kind of love both. 
And some people love the bigger events because then we can have multiple speakers there. It's a multi-day event. It's, you know, more intense, the whole experience. Um, and then, of course, they get to network with a lot more people as well and meet different vendors and, and other experts. So there's some people that really enjoy that bigger type conference. Um, but then there are also those people that really want the up close and personal and more workshop style where they can really ask those questions directly. So we're finding that people do attend both, but they tend to have a preference for one or the other. And of course, we do teach different things at those different events as well. So a lot of our people that are coming to both are going to, you know, they're going to get uh, double, double advantage of being at both. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk about the bigger events. So are these, so where are you located? So I'm in Phoenix, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. And so we host like this year, our, our live event that's called the Big Bold Event is taking place um, in Phoenix. Awesome. And do you hold those mostly in Phoenix or are you hopping around all over the country? We are not hopping around. One of the things that we've discovered in this model is we're far better off to really develop relationships with, um, you know, venues, hotels. We use different venues as well for our events so that we're building that long term relationship. And then there aren't so many surprises because we have had a couple of surprises in the past. So and just from a pure logistics and equipment perspective, it's a, for us, we find it easier to stick in our, in our city and if anything, get people to come to us rather than us keep traveling. Awesome. Well, that, and that also makes it easier for you too. It totally makes it easier. And plus the fact Phoenix and Scottsdale, I mean, at the time of year that we host our events is a very desirable location. So it's sunny, it's the desert, it's just a fabulous time of year. So there's a lot of people from out of town that are very happy to fly in here. Wow. So so let me get this straight. You host, but you, did you say five to six events a year? Some are big with 200 plus people. Others are small with 12 to 30 people. Is that right? Exactly. This year, we've actually hosted two large events. So we did one for women, which was called Bold Women in Business. That was back in June. That was actually a first event of that type. We, did, we decided we'd experiment with a day event, um, just purely for women. Um, and how'd it go? It was fabulous. We had 150 women attending for a first event. Um, and where did all those women come from? Like your mailing list or did you run ads? How did you get 150 20, people to come there? Great question. So we did multiple strategies there for actually filling the event. So yes, our mailing list, we, you know, we put the word out. We actually, on this particular event, we had the Phoenix Business Journal as a sponsor. They loved what we were creating and wanted to partner with us. So there was some advertising that went through the Phoenix Business Journal. And then we, you know, we really encouraged women to invite friends. I actually, I actually launched the event with a, you know, nice, it was actually a nice drinks reception and a talk at my local country club where we invited about 40 women to attend. And for the women that were really interested in the event, they signed up then and there that night. And then they started to invite their friends. So it was a it was an amazing experience where word really spread around. Um, people kept seeing it. Of course, we did, you know, we did some Facebook ads and some different things through some social media channels as well. But I would, you know, we know that most of that event was filled by women saying, hey, I'm going to this really new thing. And do you want to come with me? Wow. So do you think most of those people were from the, the Scottsdale area or how many people actually flew in for a one day event? No, for this particular one, they were all local. Okay. Wow. Uh, again, 
Yeah, so when you're putting on a local event, again, many a lot of people we've found don't want to travel if it's just a day's event because it's, you know, it's a lot of extra logistics. Yeah. But when we do our three-day event, then then people are willing to travel. They'll come from out of state, they'll be there really for the experience, book a hotel room and be fully immersed in the in the event for several days. Yes. And so um, how many three-day events are you hosting th- or have you hosted this year? So in terms of the big one, only one. I can only cope with one. So yeah, they're a beast. They are a beast. Exactly. Uh, it's the beast. Exactly. How do you get people to come to that three-day event? So again, multiple strategies. Um, you know, yes, of course, we email campaigns, um, you know, which of course to our own list. We'll also, you know, have our own clients inviting people as well because they're just the best ambassadors for the brand and Mm -hmm. they know as well. And especially those clients that have been, you know, getting great results and kind of want to brag about us and the work that they've been doing. And we definitely will do social media. We'll, we'll do some B lives and some, some webinars. So there's always multiple strategies to actually fill the event. Um, and then again, once we have people that sign up, we often say to them, it really makes sense for them to invite somebody else because if they're signing up on their own, they get to share the experience with a friend or somebody else that's you know in business with them. So once once people say yes, we always then encourage them to you know think about who else they'd like to have attending with them. And we always give them a special, like a special, you know, uh, break on that ticket for them to invite somebody else. So it's kind of like they can pay it forwards at that stage um, and somebody else gets a preferential rate. That's cool. And your event, this big event is in November. Is that right? It is. It's the 9th through the 11th of November. Wow. And how, what is your goal uh, attendance on that? 200 people. Okay. That shouldn't be a problem for you. Shouldn't be. Hopefully it won't be a problem. We never know at this point in time, but hey, that's the intention that we're putting out there and we've been pretty accurate with our numbers so far in the past. Yeah, because I'm guessing a lot of people like won't register till like a month before or something. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's the piece with the, you know, when you're running event strategies is it's definitely not for the faint of heart. If you want all of your numbers up front, you've got to be prepared that a lot of people do start right. You know, they will sign up at the, the last minute. Uh, They're kind of hedging their bets as to, you know, are they going to be available? Have they got other offers on? I mean, some people are very, very last minute. So we always see those numbers dramatically increase in the last month. Um, And again, for anybody that is considering, you know, hosting events, that's what I always say. You have to have nerves of steel. Once you've done it a couple of times, you, you know what the pattern is and you start to trust the process. But first time around, the temptation is to think that, wow, people aren't registering. Um, This is all I'm going to get. You kind of lay off on the marketing and we know that we just have to market, market, market right up until the last minute. Oh, my gosh. We've had it before where we've had like 10 people register the night before. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) We're pulling in extra chairs and just going, ah. Wow. How much, how much do you charge? So how much did you charge for that one day event? So the one day event, gosh, um, just trying to remember what we actually charged for now. It was definitely, it was, it was an upscale event. So if I remember correctly, it was about $297 for the day. Okay. But it was definitely, it was upscale. I mean, it was it was in a beautiful location, a stunning, stunning resort. You know, it was it was very feminine. It was for women in business as well. So there were a lot of extras and goodie bags and 
you know, we had a whole gourmet gourmet lunch and then we had a reception, like a cocktail in the desert and everything afterwards. So it was, um, as I say, we definitely put a lot of extras in there. Awesome. And then our, and then our three-day event is, tip, is actually a tip, it's typically around the same price point, but then we, you know, we, we do structure the tickets that those people that sign up early, you know, in the very early days, they're going to get the best deal um because they're the ones hey the early bird catches the worm so we we always have things like a super early bird pricing then we you know go up early bird pricing and then we're kind of into the the final pricing before the event goes live so we've typically got three tiers so yeah the sooner you sign up the better the deal you get yeah yeah and so i'm just gonna say this uh, when you're running an event, you're not like the 300 bucks that comes in per registration that probably goes back into like the event and like you're not making money off a ton of money off of the event itself, but you're actually just want to be you just want to have an audience so people will sign up for your services like that's the point, right? It's not to make money off the event. Absolutely. And that's what everybody does. They kind of look at the event and see all those people in the seats and think, wow, you know, all of this money. But the reality is if you want to if you want to put on events well, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, there's definitely, you know, again, can be quite a lot of expense depending on how high end or not you want to be doing that. And you've got things like AV. We've been running our events in hotels. So there's, you know, food and beverage and hotel costs and everything, you know, not to mention, I always have to have great new outfits and everything. So on stage. <laughs> I love so it. A, that's the fun, that's the fun stuff. You must, like, cannot, we cannot repeat in a fit. There's Vanessa's dress and shoe budget, right? <laughs> um, but for sure, we're, you know, we're there educating people on our model, on the boutique business model. And we make an offer for people, for those people that really love what they've seen, what they've learned, and that they really want to help implement, right? What we've been teaching them and bring that into their own business and get really get those results. Then we're making an offer into uh, a program to work with us. So yes, we're seeing this as a an investment upfront. Um, you know, on the front end, of course, nobody. You know, we're in business. We don't want to be. You don't want to be running these things at massive losses. Um, it might be that you're you're deciding you're going to take a part of it as an investment, or otherwise you're really looking at it to break even and cover costs. And then you're inviting people to work with you. So the idea there is that you're going to have, you know, hopefully a whole bunch of lovely new clients that can't wait to work with you afterwards. That's awesome. So uh, you mentioned earlier that you would have to have nerves of steel in order to run events. For people considering using this as a lead generation strategy, what other advice would you give? Start small, honestly, because I think, you know, anybody that does wants to do workshops and, and events, they, pro- they probably attend them and see, you know, there's a side to them that can seem quite glamorous and enticing. Yeah. And I've, and I've seen people just get way too sucked into that and think that they've got something, and they probably do have something that's amazing, but that, you know, all of a sudden they're going to start with a, a hundred or more or 200 people event. And then they've exposed themselves to way too much risk. Um, and I, again, I've seen people, you know, really making very foolish mistakes there. So my advice would always be start small. Like what you know, kind of mistakes? Oh, like getting massive room blocks in hotels oh. and being able to fill those, you know, having a massive room available with no, you know, very people few in people it. in it. Okay. 
Yikes. You know, which, yikes, you know, we don't want to do that. You know, you're far better off to go small. And if anything, you know, I think, you know, sell the fact that it's more intimate boutique, you know, and there's not a ton of people so that you can really iron out some of those kinks, you know, work out what you need in terms of a, your content, if you're make, you know, you should be making an offer from the stage. There's a whole, you know, new skill set to learn often about, you know, making an offer and moving people into those programs, you know, managing, you know, audio visual, managing things like just frankly, a crowd of people that, you know, want to be around you and team and all of those extras. So there's, there are just a lot of moving parts and all the marketing And I think, you know, if you start to work out the basic model first, it's so much easier to scale up from there with lessons learned Mm -hmm. rather than just going way too fast. So my first, you know, when I talk about different events that I've hosted, you know, I've done very small things just around a boardroom table with eight people. You know, that's still, it's a mini event. My, My first live event, so to speak, I think had uh, about 40 people, 42 people, something like that. Again, it was in a small room. We still took great care of people. Um, to this day, you know, it was one of my, it's a very special event because it was my first one. We signed up some amazing people from the event as well as clients, but it didn't feel overly risky. It was, it was stretching enough, but without being, you know, as I say, exposing myself to too much risk. Yeah. And I'm guessing now that you've held so many live events, you being able to close more people because of practice uh, has helped a lot, right? For sure. As well. There's just that whole process of understanding, yeah, what happens when you when you make an offer, kind of like the psychology that people are going to go through um, and how people need to be helped to make a powerful decision. And I don't mean a powerful decision necessarily that's a yes, right? It's like even that they they leave the event with a powerful decision that they're clear that this is really not for them. Um, so there's processes there that, of course, we, we've built skills around. Um, and just the whole follow-up process and onboarding. You know, if you do an event, you can be signing up a whole load of clients at once. So there's there's logistics around, you know, at a time when you've finished an event and your energy's low is actually a time when you've got to go straight into follow-up and onboarding new clients that are really excited. So yeah. like making sure you've got the bandwidth and the team and the processes in place. So Again, that's that can be as smooth as possible. Wow. Wow. You've been this is what a cool conversation. I love it. Um, for those uh, before I let you go, I want you to talk one more time about maybe how hard it would be to fill an event for those who have not filled an event before. Um, can you kind of talk about about maybe that it's kind of difficult that it's not as easy as it may be, may seem? Exactly. And again, it's kind of like, you know, we don't want to come at the, the mindset that it's so hard because then it will be. Oh, but yeah. Then, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Correct yeah. me. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and the reality, there is a reality that a lot of people see the event and they don't realize how much goes into actually filling the event. So I think it's just to have realistic expectations that just because you think you're doing something great, A, the world doesn't know about it. You've really got to think about your communication strategy and it's it's thinking about multiple ways to fill an event. So email campaigns to your list, thinking about different cutoff points for, for tickets so that people have a motivation to kind of sign up now. Otherwise, it's going to you know cost them more money. Thinking about things like bring a friend strategies. Obviously, there's 
you know, uh, you know, social media, we, we tend to be more, we're more active on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, you know, so those are the places that we use for promoting the event. Um, and then always getting your best people, your best advocates, your clients, your partners, perhaps vendors that you're already working with, getting them to invite people, you know, to fill the room. So it's, it's just looking at multiple strategies and also understanding that however frustrating it can be, people are last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, there, it's just, you know, not, not giving up because of that and remembering that you've got to market right until the last moment. And I think the other piece is, you know, making sure that your event has a bold promise. It's like, you know, what are you, what are you going to deliver on in that event? That's one of my big bugaboos in the industry is too many people are doing these events that are full of sales um, and very little content. We run ours with the mindset of if you don't come to work with us, you've got tremendous value that you can apply to your business. We want people walking away from there, you know, who don't work with us still saying, wow, this was such a great investment of my time. And I've got some key things that I can apply to my own business. So that's, you know, one of the ways that we really define value is not just in the people that are are stepping forwards with us, but those people that are walking away, but still want to come back for more. Wow. I love it. Before I let you go, I want to talk just a little bit more about your boutique program. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What makes that unique versus other business coaches? Like what what's in there? Absolutely. Well, um, as I say, one thing that makes it unique is it is our is our, it's our model. It's not copied from anywhere else. So that's unique in of itself. But I think a lot of people are talking in business terms. They're talking as if there's like one strategy to do something. And I see this a lot in the small business world and particularly in the online. It's kind of like Oh, if you master webinars, your business takes off. If you master mm-hmm. speaking on the stage, if you master email campaigns, whatever that might be. And, um, you know, there's, there's no business that's ever become successful through one thing. And I think we have to stop putting those messages out, especially in the small business world, because it gets people chasing all these different strategies and then they're failing and thinking there's something wrong with them. So in the boutique business model, we've got kind of three main areas. It's really about designing first is the first phase, designing a business that's really based on, you know, who, what you want your lifestyle to look like, really get getting clear on the, the business model that's going to be right for you, not just copying somebody else's business model, which so many business coaches are, are teaching, mm-hmm. but like authentically think about what's important for you how many hours you want to work, who you want to work with, where you want to do it. You know, do you want a real office? Do you want virtual? Do you want freedom-based? And then we put a lot of emphasis on personal development inside of that, even in that design phase. It's really looking at and who do you need to become as the business leader to be able to fulfill on on those goals. So the design phase, yeah, the design phase is about you, the leader, really the type of business that you want to create, the business model. It's then about the uh, ideal clients that you want to work with. We call them champagne clients. So it's really a lot of fun. They're, they're champagne clients because they're they're fun and they're exciting and they're kind of got a higher end mindset. It's not about it's not about the money. It's more about the mindset that they're willing to invest in themselves and and not look for quick fixes. And then it's designing the powerful promise that those champagne clients are looking for. So that's design phase. Then, then we move into the attract phase. And of course, these aren't just step by step. Everything's interrelated. 
But the attract phase is then about masterful marketing. So it is about claiming your expertise. And we're teaching people a lot about, you know, basically education-based marketing and getting their content out there. So they're not promoting, but they're really teaching people. We talk about, you know, an elegant conversions, which can be a live event strategy or, you know, meeting people at a networking event or even frankly, just a one-to-one conversation, but then understanding it's not just marketing, you've got to understand sales as well. So, you know, every business needs to understand both. And we also focus on profit. And again, a lot of business coaches don't even talk about money. Uh, they're talking about strategies without talking about finances and every healthy business really needs to be a work, you know, running a profit and the business owner needs to be being paid appropriately for the work that they're putting in. So we have a lot of focus on numbers and tracking numbers and looking at profitability so that business is healthy. And then the last phase of the model is all about delivery. So we're looking at delivering a premium client experience uh, about, you know, the goal is to be the Ritz Carlton of the industry rather than perhaps the Holiday Inn Express of the industry. Yeah, yeah. As a metaphor, but really just thinking about what would that premium client experience look like and um, building a team, because when people start to grow, they they realize quickly they just can't do it all alone. And then also looking at the different systems that they're going to need to scale around and so that they're not winging it and that they can bring you know automation and scalability into their business. So it's a it's a very comprehensive business model that, you know, you don't have to, you can be working on that business model for years, which of course, most businesses take a long time to really get to that place where they're thriving. It doesn't happen overnight. We may get some wins, of course, we get wins. But you know, to really get it to that place where it's uh, delivering everything that we want to. um, So that business model is an iterative process, we're constantly working through those nine different areas. Wow, I love it. That's amazing. Thank you. I, it's just so unique. Um, I, you know, I am aware of many, many business coaches and like, that's just a very unique approach and I really, really enjoy it. Thank you. Okay. So I've taken a lot of your time today. So before I go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell us again, how to find you and anything else you want the audience to know. Yes. So, um, you know, vanessashaw.com, that's S-H-A-W. That's our main website. You can just come there and sign up for some goodies, say that you want to be bold and play bigger or whatever, whatever we've got on there on the, on the homepage at the moment. And as I say, we do a lot of email campaigns and, and inspirational stuff and, you know, and content as well. Uh, the other place at this time of year is the big bold event, the big bold event.com. Um, you can find out if that if events are something that you're, you'll want to come and learn or you want to come and look at how we run events. That would be a great opportunity. And uh, Facebook as well, VC Shaw. You can find me on Facebook and connect with me there. And we've also got quite a lot of different activities happening on Facebook. So that's another place to stay connected. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time today, Vanessa. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thank you again, Vanessa, for being on the show and telling us all of your live event secrets. That was really awesome. So before you go, if you like this podcast, please make sure to tell a friend about it. 
and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Or if you're too lazy to do that, then you can leave us a review on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash oneclicklindsay. That would be really amazing if you left us a review. Let's see. I don't think I have any other business until next week. Make sure you visit us at trafficandleads.com if your website is not working for you and you need help with SEO, Facebook ads, email marketing, or tying all of those things together. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm-hmm.